This is your captain speaking. Welcome to another episode of DJ's Aviation Podcast. All systems are go, so lean back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. This is DJ's Aviation Podcast. Everything aviation. Everything aviation. Aviation news, airline developments, analyzing route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news, and we talk about world events and life. DJ's Aviation has a Discord server that's officially partnered with Discord, and you can join with a link in the show notes or using the vanity URL discord.gg slash aviation. This is the DJ's Aviation Podcast, and now your host, Dan. A very warm welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. It's been a while since the last episode. I believe this is the first one of July. So my deepest apologies for not sticking to my, I guess you could say, quota of being weekly. Working remotely paired with being pretty unwell, most likely coming down with a bout of COVID, uh, meant that doing podcasts was certainly not the easiest thing for me to do. But I'm back and hoping to restart with these weekly episodes that I so very much do enjoy doing. Now, one of the first things you'll probably notice if you are over on YouTube is this episode is being published on the YouTube channel DJ's Aviation. Something a little bit of a change for me. I don't typically upload the podcasts to YouTube. They're usually strictly on their own platform forms of Spotify, Apple, and more, which they are still. So if this is the first time you've ever tuned into an episode here on YouTube, you can go and check it out on any platform. There are 60 episodes already there, readily available from trip reports, flight reviews, interviews, and much more. It's definitely worth a look, whether that be on Spotify, Apple, and or Google. But I thought putting it on YouTube might just give it a little bit more promotion and open your eyes to another avenue of DJ's aviation that you honestly may not know too much about. And hey, if you enjoy it, well, it is a weekly thing that you can keep coming back to. So on today's episode, not necessarily sticking to aviation news or flight reviews. It's a little bit of a catch up and what's been going on. There's going to be a bit of a look at flights being booked on my end. That Boom Supersonic partnership that I discussed, well, rather should I say announced a couple of weeks ago, the Farnborough Air Show, and uh, a road trip throughout Canada. But like I said, every podcast is a little bit different, and you can never expect it to be totally the same, whether it's a roundup of major events, a look forward to the future, a flight review, or potentially looking at the latest aviation news. This is just genuinely your one-stop shop aviation podcast with a little bit of everything on the side too. So, to begin with, channel memberships were turned on on the YouTube channel, and to the 20 or so people that have become members, a massive thank you to you. Support is greatly appreciated, and it's very nice to see people joining that community and supporting what I do a little bit further, whether it means their support goes towards podcast hosting, or further investment in making the content just that little bit better, or offering you something different. A huge thanks to everyone that has joined up in that regard. Now, of course, on top of that, I'm looking at some other ways to invest in DJ's aviation. That's through equipment upgrades and a whole lot more that have just been recently purchased, which I will get into a little bit later when I do have those. Uh, But just on the brief, it includes a new mouse just for better 
ergonomics. I'm dealing with massive cramps all throughout my arms and hoping to get something a little bit better on that front. A webcam because I am looking at potentially either getting back into streaming or having this podcast streamed live. If that's something you would be interested in seeing on the YouTube channel, do let me know. Potentially having a podcast stream and then a live chat section after to just answer some of your questions. Then of course still turning it into a podcast. Um, Lots of options that can be readily made available with thanks to that webcam and new light that I have purchased. Uh, I'll have those when I uh, head back to Australia at the end of August, but for now I'm working in a little bit of a more makeshift setup on a smaller desk in the eastern part of Canada. So, uh, flights booked, that's the next, I guess you could say, dot point that I have on my notes just to the left of me, and I've booked a couple of flights recently that I think may be of some interest to you that are listening to the podcast or watching the video. Got to get used to saying that, because like I said, this is the first, well, not the first time ever, but definitely in recent history and recent time, if you will, the first time a podcast has transitioned onto YouTube as a way for you guys to listen. Um, if you are following me on Twitter, which we have now Twitter, 20,000, which we now have, pardon me, 27,000 followers on there. You may already know about these flights, um, but I thought why not give the people on YouTube and that listen to the podcast a bit of a, a look into seeing what's next. So the next time I will be flying will be towards the latter part of August. I'll be conducting many different flights and I personally think they're going to be very exciting as I will be documenting each and every single one of them. We'll be starting off with an Air Canada Express Q400 flying into Montreal. From there, I'll be jumping on board a United Express Embraer aircraft down to Newark. This will be my very first time, not just in Newark, but also the New York area, which I'll be spending three days there. I'm very, very, or actually it might be four days. Either way, I'm very, very excited to spend three or four days in New York. Um, I'll be doing lots of connecting and networking with some lovely people that I've been working with uh, around DJ's aviation and building upon the future. Um, And there's a lot of very exciting opportunities that will occur in those couple of days that I am there. In addition to that, I am hoping to just generally see New York and make a visit to potentially a JFK or one of the airports before I'll be going on the world's longest flight. A bit of an ambition of mine and Uh, Definitely going to be an experience, to say the least, but I will be flying from Newark to Singapore. Now, if you don't know, I am from Melbourne, my home, uh, where my parents live and where I guess I was based for 18 years before I kind of became someone that goes everywhere. Uh, it's in Melbourne, Australia. So naturally going from Newark to Singapore is a little bit weird, but hey, if you have that love for planes and you're in that position to be able to, which I'm very grateful, I try and make it as weird as possible rather than just doing the most, the the simplest route. Although I would say sometimes you just get so over traveling that you do pick the simplest route. In this sense though, I thought I am so close to New York. Why don't I just do the world's longest flight? So I'm on board the Singapore Airlines A350 from Newark to Singapore, where I then will have an eight-hour layover, and then I'll be continuing on from Newark to, not Melbourne, but Sydney, and getting on board the Singapore Airlines Airbus A380. Now, both of those flights are going to be in premium economy, and therefore both will be documented via not just a podcast and tweets, but also a in-depth flight review that will be published on the YouTube channel. 
Speaking of flight reviews, I do still have four that are in the current process of being editing, but if I'm being completely honest with you, you probably are aware that my content is daily and my coverage is usually daily. That means finding the time to head to the editing room for more like a, a side project, if you will, of a trip report and flight review is a little bit harder than you might imagine. So at the moment, I'm trying to carefully plot out those releases. Two of them are done. The other two are the, the clips have been chopped up and edited, but there is no script or storyboarding in that sense done. So I'm a little bit further behind on those two. I'd ideally like to have all four done. Uh, there's also the possibility for brand integrations to come into play. So I'm just kind of waiting for some yeses and nos to dot some I's and cross some T's, if you will, uh, and then move forward with the release. But this is a separate trip that we're looking at now. The, the previous trip reports I do mention more so include Air Canada aircraft, and there's a couple in business class that I think may also be of great interest, and are probably some of the proudest trip reports I've made, like looking back on them, so I'm excited to eventually release them, but like I said, finding the time to really edit those is not the uh, easiest thing in the world. Um... So, uh, back to the flights, I should say, when heading to Singapore and then on to Sydney. They're both in premium economy, but the exciting thing about the world's longest flight on the 350 through to Singapore is um, I paid a little bit extra. I believe it was in the region of 160, 170. Uh, I believe it's a base standard fee, though, so that 160 fee may be incorrect. It may be a little bit more. Um, but it should always be the same. I booked one of the seats towards the back of the aircraft, I believe in the final four rows. It means that when I'm on the window seat, there's no one that is going to be next to me. It's a single seat. So while their premium economy configuration is two, 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 uh, the last couple of rows are actually one, two, one. So you can understand how that's a bit of an incentive if possible. And if you have that additional money to be able to have a more uh, comfortable experience while not having to pay the massive increase for business class, which of course I know business class would have its major perks, um, but it is quite a price increase over just say uh, under $200. Um, so I did make that leap. I thought to myself, I'm not flying the world's longest passenger uh, flight anytime soon. Trust me on that. I'm going to do it once and probably once only. So might as well spend a little bit more and make it as comfortable as possible. Because trust me, 19 hours in a plane, whether you're in business or premium economy or even economy, it's definitely a long haul flight for a reason. And it's definitely an insurance race. So I thought I would just try and make it a little bit more comfortable. And naturally, even from a standpoint of content production, it makes everything a lot easier. It makes the review and making it as in-depth as I would like the best way possible without having someone next to me. I'm the kind of person that feels very awkward if someone's next to me and I'm recording. I did have to do that on one of my flights and I felt incredibly uncomfortable throughout. Um, and that I have said this in a previous podcast. I've said how much I respect and also appreciate the work of actual flight reviewers because I am not a flight reviewer. That's just something I do for fun for the channel. Um, but obviously your Paul Lucases, your uh, Dennis's, and you, you've got a whole lot more that do it and Jeb and many more that do it full time. And um, I don't know how I would cope with someone next to me if I, that was my full time thing, um, because I'm that kind of person that doesn't want to inconvenience someone else with my recording actions and so forth. That's just the kind of person I am. And I'm, I'm sure there's many people out there that, that can relate. So even from a standpoint of just content production and making the best possible trip report and the one I am most proud of, it, it has many, many different benefits. 
Um, as for the final flight, that's just on a, a Qantas aircraft down to Melbourne. Um, I would have flown a different airline, but it's one of those things of the benefits that Qantas has is the baggage. And given I've been away for, well, by the time I fly back, I'll have been away for many, many months. I'm not necessarily carrying a small amount of bags, if you will. I'm, I'm carrying quite a heavy bag and um, flying with any other domestic carrier, or should I say Australian carrier domestically, I'd been incurring quite a high baggage fee, which doesn't isn't applicable with Qantas. You already have the 30 kilos, which is included. Whereas your cheaper flights with your more low-cost airlines, that kind of baggage limit is just not there. And by the time you pay for the flight and add on the baggage, well, you can probably imagine how these things work. It, it does become very, very pricey. So it's a pretty exciting itinerary overall that I think has many benefits from a viewer perspective, uh, especially for content production. And overall is definitely something I'm looking forward to embarking on. Like I mentioned, you've got the world's longest flight on there and you've got included in that a flight on the Airbus A380, which, given what's occurred in the global pandemic, I'm thankful that I'll have the opportunity to fly on an A380 once again, because it is a wonderful aircraft to fly on, and I think anyone that has had the opportunity to jump on board a service could definitely agree with me on that front. And like I said, given the pandemic and the idea that many airlines we're exploring the chance to retire them. I think any flight we get to see or fly on one is a fantastic chance. Now, previously announced a couple of weeks ago, I did cover developments with Boom Supersonic, who I am now in partnership with. I've not necessarily gone in more depth about what that does include, and I've had a number of questions. Uh, a lot of people have been saying, I guess, does that mean I'm flying on their first flight? Well, no, obviously that is a long time down the road. That's not in, say, the next year or so. However, being partnered with Boom Supersonic does allow for many opportunities content-wise, and um, I think that was one of the major incentives to partner up with them. They reached out to me uh, following some lengthy conversations and meetings, the partnership was formed. And like I said, I think the best benefit for someone that is viewing is the opportunities it provides for additional content and additional insight into an aviation company. So what does that mean I can provide content-wise? Well, something I have been developing over the past year or so has been in the form of interviews, and that is something that is going to continue with down the line, whether that be in the coming months or coming years, further interviews taking a look at Boom Supersonic as a company, whether that be the engineers, the CEO, other employees. Something I really want to take a look at is the operations of Boom Supersonic. I'm fortunate enough to really be getting an inside look into the company and I want to showcase that to you all and really take a look at what people do. Like I said, whether that be an engineer or someone in marketing, I'm always a firm believer that everyone has a story and also everyone has a story that is worth hearing and that's something if you do listen to the DJ's Aviation podcast and any previous interview I have conducted, it's probably something you'll definitely recognize and hear. Now, on top of that, in addition to the interviews, there will be a lot more coverage coming out of Boom Supersonic in terms of their developments, with some insider and exclusive looks into their factory, future aircraft, and more. But generally speaking, the beauty of the partnership is it's content that I want to produce. None of the content that is being made is stuff that I am being forced to discuss or cover. It's by choice. So the opportunities that come my way 
will be carefully selected to be, I guess, best put forward to you all and best put forward to what I think your interests center around and what your enjoyment will be. Now, with regards to impartiality and the biased view that I know a lot of people will have and a question I did definitely want to answer is, no, this is not going to affect the content because at the end of the day, my content stays exactly the same whether or not I'm providing you with a more inside look at a company. Opinions still don't come into it. The only thing that I'm going to be able to offer you is more added information and the best way I could discuss it and and say about it is whether it's boom supersonic airbus boeing virgin atlantic or british airways the idea of giving you a better look inside a company is all i've ever wanted so like i said the coverage on boom supersonic will be continuing for months and hopefully years to come as they advance as a company and i'm hoping that throughout that with their trust i'll be able to shed a better light into what they do now onto the Farnborough Air Show, the biggest, biggest air show for me of this year, and definitely one that I absolutely love covering. No matter how daunting it is with just how much is going to go on, it's a beautiful opportunity for the industry, especially this year, to really recover. But as we know, those similar issues are still going to always be looming above like some dark clouds on a stormy day. Now, whether that be your Ukraine and Russia, the global pandemic, now just recently staff shortages, delays at airports and much more, of course, they're going to be a massive key talking points for the various press conferences that we will see. But more generally speaking, it is an air show with a lot of promise, a lot of people earmarking it is an opportunity for Boeing, of course, to hit back at European aircraft manufacturer Airbus, which have been having a, an undisputed amount of market share in recent years and definitely have been going leaps and bounds ahead of American aircraft manufacturer Boeing. Hopefully, it will be a fantastic opportunity for them. As we know, their 737 MAX 10 and the 777X aircraft are indeed headed to the United Kingdom to be at this air show, and here's hoping that a couple of new orders will be confirmed with a lot of discussions surrounding Delta and their potential order, which is now more leaning towards the side of almost confirmed for that very 737 MAX 10. Ultimately, the air show is a lot of fun, and you can expect lots, and I mean lots of coverage, not just on the podcast, the YouTube channel, the Twitter, but anywhere um, of me discussing what's going to be taking place. Like I said, it's going to be a very busy week, so definitely make sure you have the post notifications on for YouTube, as there won't necessarily be a schedule for videos, as in they won't be always going out at 10 a.m. EST. You may get one at 6 a.m. 10 EST, uh, what am I saying? 6 a.m. EST, pardon me. You might get one at 5 p.m. EST. You might get one at 1 a.m. EST. It's going to be very, very random, but that is the nature of the Farnborough Air Show. And that's really just generally what I wanted to cover in this episode of the podcast. I thought I would conclude that recently I did go on a bit of a road trip throughout Canada seeing Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island. Did enjoy that. What I would say it's best comparable is to some areas in Australia. It's very green and very pretty. And if you're in that corner of the world, definitely worth a bit of a stop off um, on a lovely summer's day, if you will. Um, And that was purely why I was unable to have these podcasts go out on each week as I was very much working remotely with probably one of the worst internet connections I've had in years, which made uploading videos and a massive hassle, let alone trying to set up fully to record a 25 to 30 minute podcast. 
Either way, that's going to conclude today's episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. I do really hope you enjoyed watching if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on the respective streaming platforms. If you'd like to see more of this on YouTube, please let me know. But otherwise, this podcast is always going to be found on your Spotify's, Apple's, Google, Amazon, Audible, and many, many more. So just search the DJ's Aviation Podcast and get listening to a backlog of 60 episodes, like I mentioned, from interviews, flight reviews, and a whole lot more. Like I said, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to listen and or watch, and I will either see you on YouTube in the next video, or if you're listening on streaming platforms, well, the next podcast in a week or so leading up to the 2022 Farnborough Air Show. You've been listening to DJ's Aviation Podcast, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, offering up your one-stop shop for all things aviation. We discuss aviation news, airline developments, analyze route networks, expansions of airlines and aircraft news. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and leave a review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and YouTube at DJ's Aviation. If you're interested in rail, check out our second channel at DJ's Transport. Till next time.